Steven. I'm Yo. not doing my intro. Go for it. No, I said I'm not. Oh, you're not? No. Why? Dude, you're welcome back. <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna do my intro. From for one it. to what what episode is this? Thirty four? Thirty four. Man, one to thirty four. Look yeah. where we're at. I'm over here admiring this new table. You got the new color that you just built out. I'm seeing us all all for the first time. You got your bar over here all My set up. Bar. Damn, dude. See, that's come a long way. Another camera so we can get the master shot and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's coming so like Joe Rogan, it. man. It's yeah, it like, is. It's it is. looking nice in here. And you got an extra chair over here, so you can have three people. Like, dang. And then one day I'll have one right here for the fourth mic. That's later in the future. Maybe maybe later in this year. I kind of doubt it, but I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm not rushing it. I, I like having three now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, dude, like I kind of want to know your perspective, because even though I saw the gradual evolution, you went from uh, you came here. You were the first guest. Uh, we're going to talk about you first, but we're, I got a humble brag. So, yeah, you saw where it was just. A plain table, cheap mics. I mean, still cheap mics, but uh, cheap boom arms. Uh, and now to this, man. Like, so I kind of want to, yeah. I, I want to know what it looks like in your head. I, it's, it's awesome, man. Cause like, I see a lot of potential. And I saw even back then when you were like, you know, something about you and your personality. Yeah. Like when you set your mind to it, you didn't know anything about video editing, anything about audio. I was bothering you. Know, you. I was like, hey, like, what's this? What's just this? Just nothing. This? And then you were just constantly calling me, trying to figure it out. And I was like, in my head, I was like, man, he's persistent. And that's good because you were using that. And now it's gotten you to this. I can only imagine like the next set of episodes or even when you move out of here and have a new studio set up somewhere mm-hmm. else, it's going to look awesome. Dude. dude yeah. I can't wait till you get like the soundproof. Oh Eventually, you're gonna build a room specifically for that. For it. Like, I will oh, say this: awesome. like, uh, 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 I'm gonna give a shout out to Zach. Thank you so much, because uh, yeah, I am moving from this location to another one. We'll see what what how the show is gonna look like. But I uh, uh, shout out to you, Zach, for letting me use the space because man, I'm in love with this bookshelf. Like, just with the brick wall, well, the brick backdrop and the uh uh the the brown it, it's it, a wall the, the wall <laughs> it's a wall <laughs> uh but the the brown bookshelf it just all looks so great and i'm i like i'm afraid that the next studio isn't gonna look as great oh well uh well next to you gotta scout that out when you're going through another apartment or be like mm, can i imagine like a podcast in here yeah you'll know yeah you'll know but uh but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for this table this table is going to be with me forever man like, yeah i like it i like the color it's like yeah, a darker like, mahogany right mm-hmm. or like a darker red yeah awesome dude all right man so yeah welcome back uh so for those who don't know uh steven uh uh, he's been one of my best friends for many years uh he he's day zero he helped me him and a couple of friends helped me get started on this podcast he's the uh, uh, uh cinematographer side of things um he was my first guest on the show. I recommend going to that episode and then watching this compare and contrast because I was the rookie. I, I'm still a rookie, but I'm a, I'm a little better now. But uh, so now we're going to kind of revisit some old topics. But at the same time, we're just going to 
shoot the shit. We're just gonna have fun. I didn't write down any questions. We're just gonna, we're gonna wing it. Yeah, right? totally gonna, gonna wing it. it. We went to the gun range. We went to the gun range. Let's uh, talk about that. So yeah, uh, so this is not your first time shooting a gun. This is like your second time, I believe. It's I've shot so many like fifth time probably. Oh really? Yeah, my aunt used to be like a, a professional shooter. Oh wow! In Dominican Republic, she like won awards and like all these contests. What? And stuff. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, that she would dope. like shoot rifles and all that, and she would like win. Yeah, you know those like where you have to like shoot and go to the next target and shoot. You mm-hmm. have to like run to the yeah. next thing. Yeah, she would win a lot of those. That's so cool. So that's when I first learned how to shoot when I was like fourteen or something. Like nice. That. And I, I, I first always, shoot till I was like seventeen or eighteen, somewhere around there. Yeah, like I've always liked it, um, but I've always been I kind of sucked at it because I was uh left eye dominant but i'm right-handed mm-hmm. so it was a weird thing to try to figure out how to aim you know mm-hmm. i'd always think i have it but because i'm left eye dominant i would have to like shoot it in a different way so i never really figured that part out um until i got older but <coughs> kind of fell off the train there but yeah, yeah I mean, I've, no, I've always liked it yeah no shooting is one of those things where it's a uh, uh, perishable skills just like almost anything that you got to do it frequently um in order to like get good i mean there's a difference between uh uh, getting good for like god forbid that you have to use it for self-defense or if you're doing it for a sport if you're doing it for a sport obviously those people are in the range like five days a week at least yeah so but for self-defense you know you try to get in like i think you should like at least once every two weeks or something uh but i mean like i i i own a firearm but i don't i don't go often like i want to like i definitely I want tell. to it's mainly it's mainly no, time kidding. and money but like yeah so yeah it was fun because like it, <laughs> we were trying to play those games and stuff it yeah. was my i had an excuse but you didn't ah, we, yeah. were, we put this target literally like two feet in front of us and <laughs> six yards was the, the we closest didn't e- oh man that was embarrassing and these guys were putting it all the way at the end of the range and just like nailing these targets some of them were nailing it some of them were just not i, I was looking oh, uh, especially okay. the ones uh to our to our right they mm. were nailing it well i don't know i was pretty uh, some of them i don't know who they were yeah but. i mean i knew that i was gonna suck but man i, I know mean, i hit one target i was pretty proud of i was actually trying to aim at it it wasn't a like a uh, a mistake or whatever. I was actually it was the number eleven. The, or whatever. I was gonna say that. Yeah, the it was like the 11. smallest target you could possibly hit and actually nailed the it. Smallest like, circle, literally like it's yeah. like this small. I'm not even kidding. It's like that small. Yep. And yeah, we were uh, playing that game, and, and I you won beat by, me by one, one point. point. You beat, because of that. you beat me. No, I beat you. You beat me in that first game by one point. Then I beat you the other game by one point. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just revert like back and forth. Yeah. That was fun. But then the my embarrassing moment was how number four was like literally like in the middle. It's like literally your yep. chest, and I'm pointing straight, and I'm pulling the freaking trigger, and you I'm can't missing point it, it any straighter than that. And and it was like <laughs> below number four, and I was like. Hello? I'm sorry? <laughs> so that was annoying. No, I like that one time where you hit the exact same spot It went through again. the same hole. The exact the same s- hole. The same like, hole. Man. I should get points for that. But you like, really that should, was, man. That, that's, that was, that's hard to do. Oh, man. That was that was annoying. So um, uh, you, you mentioned earlier when you came over uh, about uh, some gun topics. Uh, did, did you want to talk about that? I mean, it was interesting because I was just listening to like Joe Rogan stuff, mm-hmm. and they were talk- talking about that stuff. And then, like recently, 
uh no it was like some other stuff i was just hearing like okay. some episodes yeah with like pete something I, I forgot his name but um oh pete the guy who's anti yeah uh, yeah the, oh, super anti yeah, screw that guy yeah dude. and i can tell his argument was falling apart oh yeah right? yeah he was just not uh, composed i and, recommend uh, uh uh so there's this youtuber who i follow uh Coleon noir I recommend listening to him and people in the Warrior Poet Warrior Poet Society, which I'm a part of. I'm a proud member. Shout out to Warrior Poet. Uh, so, uh, man, they have like some of the best information. But Coleon Noir, he specific that video, that interview, he sp- debunks it like yeah. in in like ten minutes. Uh, he debunks it, and yeah. it's a great video to watch. But it's yeah. just no argument, in my opinion. That was just so stupid. But yeah, I was like, kind of just, you know, because I was going to the range, and I was like, trying to get familiar with like, what's the what's the latest controversy thing that's happening right now? Like, right now for Georgia's the constitutional carry, like uh, that. Yeah. Uh, Governor Kemp signed it. Then now, like, you're about to purchase a firearm uh, soon, and uh, w- once you get it, that's it. You can you can carry it on you, whether concealed or not concealed and you can it's not mm-hmm. against the law anymore me i had a freaking pay into the government to get a stupid permit that's worth nothing now <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah but that, that was good because I, I had no idea what it was like i didn't know much of what was happening lately mm-hmm. i just kind of heard a lot of people just whining <laughs> it's like that's oh get him off the streets I, like it was just nobody really had an argument they were just like pissed off i don't know so I just wanted to see what was going on, and yeah. those kind of videos popped up, and I was just listening, and I was like, "Man, this guy has no argument." No, <laughs> and and oh man, like it's it's funny because uh 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 w- one thing I hate about uh uh gun topics specifically, and and it, it's like uh uh people are like, "Oh, I can tell what political side you're on just from that," and it's like. No, first off, no, you can't, and it shouldn't even be a political thing. A gun's just a tool. Like, who yep. here wants to? Uh, like, I, I, they're I, blaming those big, you know, the mass shootings and everything on the gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, if the gun wasn't there, then it wouldn't have happened. Okay, but what about the person who used that gun? Yeah, you know? like he probably would have used something else. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's like, so he's many... just mentally messed yeah. up. It would have happened either way if it wasn't for that. Probably would have drove a truck into people. And, like and it that doesn't has matter. Happened. He's messed up in the head. That has happened, and it ha- actually there was a, a, a one incident that happened. I, I think it was last year in Wisconsin where a dude used his car to run a bunch of people over, and it was on the news for like two days. No yeah. one wants to talk about that because no, it, yeah. it wasn't done with a gun. Again, same thing. It's a tool. It's a tool. And they're gonna oh, you're gonna blame the car for that? No, yeah. you're gonna blame the person. And and just, I don't get why everyone just blames that. And then yeah. you 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 see all these situations like with the schools and all that. And most of those situations probably could have been half of the casualties that happened if people were allowed to carry. Like actually, like mentally stable people were allowed to carry, and probably would have stopped that person. Yeah. Well, you know well, what I mean? Or yeah, because the argument you hear, especially for that with schools, is that like, oh, that we should have like armed guards and stuff like that. And there's two arguments you would hear. One is. Uh, we shouldn't need to have armed guards in school. Not. In a perfect world, and, that'd be great. Yeah, and that's exactly what I would say. Yeah. Listen, I we all agree. I would love to live in that fantasy land. That'd yes, cool. we all agree that we, you shouldn't. But And you don't have to. Like, let, Let's get this straight. You don't have to. Like, If I was in charge of a school, it's just there are these added things you can do to your school uh, 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 for added security, uh, for better resources, uh, uh, 
Yeah, because there are schools, like even public schools, you're still wanting, uh, uh, I imagine it's still like a business. Like you want people to choose your school and have people, parents move to the school district because they want to enroll their students, their kids into the, your school. And safety is going to be one of those factors. It's just will. Uh, I'm not a parent yet, but I'm pretty sure that's like we could ask any parent. It's like, hey, safety ever a factor? Yes. And a school can independently decide, you know what? I want armed guards. They're done. The I other, mean, it would just be like, I don't know. Again, it's, it's, I think it should be more blamed on the mental instability, like just the, the mental side of things mm-hmm. more than the actual tool, which I feel like everyone's just going towards like, oh, it's, it's the, the people, they use a fucking sword if they, you know what oh I mean? Like, God, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's all tools, you know? No. And so that's what I was hearing during those videos I was yeah. watching. I was like, this is just stupid. It's just, and you want to know what it reminds me of, uh, getting away from guns for a second. Uh, it reminds me of that same argument where, uh, like, I don't know if you heard this as a kid growing up with kids in violent video games. It's like, yeah. oh, violent video games is what's causing my kid to be violent. It's like, no, your kid's just angry probably because you're a bad yep. parent yep. and stuff like you that. You play video games all the time. You're not going out there and killing people. Not anymore. <laughs> I, I'm, like, proud and not proud of that at the same time. What, playing video games? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like going out there. <laughs> You can just answer that at the exact time when I said uh, not anymore. Right. Not, yeah, I don't I don't hurt people anymore. I'm good. Like, okay. no, no, I don't I don't play games as much anymore. It's like I'm happy and sad at the same time. Like I'm definitely more productive, but I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. It's good every now and then to like, you know, get your mind off of stuff, but Yeah. I don't know. No, I just replaced it with other things. But yeah, no. Um but yeah, it's that same argument. They they think like Oh, if we got rid of the violent video games, then uh, people would stop being violent. Like my kids would stop being violent. No, you want to know how I know? Look in the past, way before video games was ever invented. Like yeah. I'm sorry, World War Two. Like, yeah, even exactly. before that, like the Roman Empire, they were still pretty violent. Guess what? Human beings are Worse still pretty violent. So then. it was a disgusting time. Exactly. Sure, so like, I've, in, I've in at the end of the day, guns is just a tool. Uh, video games just a tool. That's it. Um, yeah, no. Pe- have people done evil things? Like, yes. Can you do evil things with just about almost anything? Sure. And that's why you hear the, uh, the argument. Uh, and some people just freaking hate it. It's like you want to stop a bad guy with a gun. Arm the good guys with the gun. And they're like, oh no, leave it to the police and stuff. And then once they open up that can of worms, I love it when they do. It's like, hey, do you believe? Do you believe we have? police brutality like a problem with that they're quick to be like of course we do so you want to trust these people to only have access to guns and not us yeah. like come on i mean i just if i was in a chaotic situation a big emergency like the situation you were in would you yeah i'm gonna pull out my phone and hope that that person would wait don't don't shoot me yet until Hold i call on, the police and call. wait 10 15 minutes until they get there then question and no. then they'll stop me and it's like no I, I sometimes you're in a crazy situation yeah and you want to feel a little bit more protected there's a but. funny quote uh 9 millimeter will always be faster than 911 oh that's funny it's it's yeah. true and me just i'm just starting to get into this world mm-hmm. you know like this this whole gun world and feeling protected and all that cuz like you know uh I don't know if I was just the way I grew up. I, I don't know. I just never really wanted to have that. I'm the same you way. Know? I'm I the same just, way. Yeah, but seeing what's been happening is crazy as mm-hmm. well. Like, 
Um, I live in Atlanta now, so like you know, that's what the I city life. Is, yeah. It's just a little wishy washy. I remember I was coming back from uh like a shoot that I was on, and uh, I went I turned down this one street. It's called Mill something. I forgot. It was like in the heart of Atlanta somewhere. Mm-hmm. The sketchiest street ever. <laughs> I mean, just homeless people lined up on the street. And then just like this one dude, you know, like when you look like you're carrying something in a jacket, this guy had his hand in his jacket walking around all shady. And I literally looked down to see if my car was locked because I was freaked out. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck did GPS take me down the street? <laughs> I'm never going. It's like mill something. I'm never going down that yeah. street again. But at that moment, I was like, man, I feel naked. Was it broad daylight or? Bro- or- it was like six o'clock. So it was still kind of sun outside. Okay. So that was still. You know, yeah. it, it was like less scary, but I can imagine <clears throat> like. Being out there after dark and just seeing that, Mm -mm. it was sketchy. And there was a red light, and I was supposed to turn left. And this guy with the with his hand in his jacket was approaching, kind of like around my car. I decided to turn right. I'm like, I'm not waiting here. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I don't care about to turn left. I'm going. Oh man! So it's just it's just weird. You never know. know? No, living in the city, it's better to have it. All the it's so funny when I started getting into it too. All the cliche stuff started making sense. It's better to have it and not need it and not ever use it than to need it and not have it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's so freaking true. Like the in the video, the guy was talking about how home invasion, is it a real threat and all that. It's like, all right. It's when not it happens, th- yes. yes. And then Joe, he was like literally thinking it wasn't real. And yeah. then Joe was like, wait, no, this shit is real. It's happened before. You know that people have invaded homes before, right? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> like it happens. Maybe it hasn't happened to you. It just needs to happen one time exactly. to you to make you think twice. Yes. Like, say... Why... So you need to get shot at for you to realize, like, oh, there's actually, like, stuff that can happen. Yeah. Like, I, it, all it takes is one time. And you know so, what pisses me know. off? Like, I, I'm glad you brought that up. But, like, this this just, like, popped into my head. This is what pisses me off. And, and it's just not with just the gun issues. It's just with en- everything in general in life. Whenever, like, something traumatic happens and then it gets resolved... People just and listen. I've I've done this before. I'm 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 guilty of it myself, but I have gotten better at it. Like I'm pretty sure you've done it too. Is that after a traumatic event resolves, you go up to a person and say, "Why didn't you do this?" It's like motherfucker. I I was scared. Adrenaline was pumping. Like I dare you to think twice and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's just like I don't. That's practice. why there's training so that way when you get in those adrenaline f- pumped moments, you can try to muscle think, memory. Muscle yeah. memory would take over. Exactly. So, so that being said, uh, 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 when uh, like so if if something like that happens, like uh, uh, you know, doors getting kicked in or whatever, but like you know, you the family's safe, no one got hurt. Uh, and then you just hear your friend go like, man, yeah, that happened to me. I'm going to get a gun. And then that one naysayer is going to be like, no, why didn't you, why didn't you just do it this way, this way? It's like, no, I'm just going to yeah. shut up. I'm just going to get a gun. Yeah. Like those people that look at the security cameras and like, why did that person do it? It's like, come I'm on, glad really? you can think of this after it happened. While you're sitting while- pretty with no adrenaline pumping yeah. and you can think clearly what's happening. Yeah. I'm sure you can come up with so many strategic uh, ways. You're, you're freaking like- Batman. You're a yeah. master tactician. <laughs> you got this. You know yeah. what? I'm going to call you next time. Yeah, I, I I just absolutely hate that's it. That's funny. But uh, you and I lived together in Atlanta, and that's when I got mine. Cause screw Atlanta, it, it, it just takes that one unsafe moment where you're just like, you know what? I uh, kind of need to level out the playing field, so I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get one. And yep. so then I did. Uh, you, sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I just realized now they're gonna be like, "Do you own a gun?" Yes, I do. Oh well. Well, how many do you? They're own? gonna find None out of eventually. Your they're gonna find out eventually, but. 
Uh, same with my parents. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> when I went to visit you in Florida, I had my piece, and I was so proud to have it. I, and it showed. Like uh, they, they didn't need to know because, well, like, in case something went down, I was going to be like, "Get down, I got watch. this." What? <laughs> it's going to be a fun debate with your dad. Yeah, he owns one. I'm oh, pretty does sure. He? Like, unless that. he sold it, but like, he 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 owns one. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. and um. I mean, I know my mom just doesn't like it in general. Same. But, I know. mean, she thinks that like it's kind of one of those like you shouldn't have it around you because then you'll attract that kind of stuff. Exactly. Kind of weird like, no. like mentality. It's like no. You want to know how it doesn't know. attract you to get like what does that mean? That yeah. Means- <laughs> I carry I carry concealed. No one knows. That's yeah. it. I don't show it off. No. I'm responsible. That's the main thing. Is like you, you gotta, gotta be just be responsible. And that's you know, and kind of going back, uh, uh. You know, like, listen, we can go in circles and talk about, like, in the perfect world, we won't need this, we won't need that. But, like, okay, can we understand reality that we don't live in a perfect world? So, like, uh, uh, every day, every single day, except that one night that we were talking about in the car, I carry my piece with me everywhere I go that I'm legally allowed to have it. Uh, Nothing bad has happened. Good. Every day I come home and like when I like, you know, put it away, I thank God every day that I didn't have to use it. They're done. It's over. Yeah. But I'm glad I have it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. It's just and what I've been having zombie dreams lately. (laughs) My girlfriend would say it. So Megan was like, I've been telling her about my dreams like a lot lately. It's just been like a weird recurring, not super recurring, but like every couple of months or whatever. I think I just got an Amber alert. Oh, thank God, because like I heard the phone buzz and I was like, please don't let it be my phone. (laughs) I guess I'm paranoid if the feed gets cut off. Oh, no. Yeah, you're good. Um, But I've been having like post-apocalyptic whatever dreams lately where it's just like fun. Like, okay, so I say the word fun because in the dream, it's actually kind of like a video game. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of like interesting. I'm like back in school. Like all my old classmates are there and we're all having to like divide in teams and stuff and the world's like gone to shit. So you yeah. have to like try to survive in like some building. Like I have weird dreams like that sometimes, you know? Um, and I was just imagining like, okay, yeah, of course, that will probably never happen, right? Mm-hmm. But like if I got caught in a situation like a post crazy world, whatever, just the world goes to shit. I'd rather you know, at least have the capability to slightly defend myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I have nothing. Well, I don't want to say that a lot, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you used <laughs> like, to not have nothing. Yeah. Used to, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, it's the worst feeling. Like just as, as like a, a person like living in the city, just to feel like you just are naked with that and hope that the world will be just perfect and nothing will happen. That'd be mm-hmm. great to live in that fantasy world. But yeah. Dude, it's you kind of where it came from, you know, kind of woke me up a little bit. You yeah. Know? I remember hearing this one thing where, uh, like, it just honestly just makes sense that if I wish more females did carry, uh, and shoot, I wish they carried outside, not even inside. I wish they like brandished their weapons and stuff like that. I, if that happened, imagine how many like, douchebag guys you would get like to hit on you or like those creeps and stuff like that like you would repel so many of that like things things would things would change and i know i'm gonna get hate for it but like if they really want to repel it they would 
Yeah, no, but, and I'm not. They don't have to. I'm just saying. No, like, not in that way. I'm just saying sometimes people kind of like that attention, and they say they don't like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. like, what I'm saying. But at the same time, it's like I I do want more females to carry. Uh, like even concealed. Like it, it's fine because I carry concealed. Uh, you don't have to show it off. But man, uh. Because I I hear that all the time from some of my female friends. It's like, oh, you don't know what it's like to having to walk out at night and all that stuff. And I'm like, listen, I get it, but uh, why don't you carry? It's like, oh, I shouldn't have to. Oh, I shouldn't have to do a bunch of that. That's not a good yeah, argument. Why don't you carry so you can feel argument. a little bit safer? Listen, if, if God forbid the night you're walking to your car and somebody does attack you or is going to attempt to attack you, even though that, that whole mess is still traumatic but even when you pull out your gun and and before you even shoot you're telling the guy hey back off or i will shoot and then he finally leaves even though okay nothing bad happened uh he walked away you're able to get your car you're able to go home safely but that's still some traumatic shit yeah but didn't it feel nice the fact that you were able to defend yourself you're able to look the attacker in the eye and be like i i'm gonna win this like there's no way and I don't know. I'm just like, to me, it's just like, it's like common sense. But the classic argument you hear is like, well, I shouldn't have to do that, which I can go on and on and rebut, but I won't. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a weak argument. I, I mean, have people to are scared X. of it, too. You know, they're scared oh, of like uh, having to defend themselves with stuff like that. So they're just like, I don't even want to think about it. Shoot, if, it even off, if guns know? didn't exist, even if guns didn't exist and it was just knives, I'd be scared to defend myself. Are I you mean, kidding yeah. me? Even just a fight. It, just to fight. Just, no okay, knives, so, just fist fight. I'm, I'll still be scared to defend myself. Yeah. And that goes into a perfect segue to MMA right now. So okay. I'm, I'm doing a lot of like Muay Thai um, classes lately and a lot of kickboxing for like the <clears> fitness <throat> side too. But uh, I've been getting really into like the Muay Thai like technique lately. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like it's the just a really part. yeah. I've been sparring a lot and like really getting into like the technique and and learning how to move mm -hmm. uh, with certain types of people. You know, people that are taller and shorter and whatever. Um, and I was like, I was scared at first, you know, because like I'm not the tallest dude, mm -hmm. so I got to be like quick. That's my key, right? Mm -hmm. So. If I'm facing a super, I was facing this super tall dude this one time and I was like kind of freaked out. I was like, how am I going to, you know, he's just going to do a leg kick or a roundhouse and just knock me out or something, you mm -hmm. know, um, in real life, you know, not in sparring, but this dude was going pretty fast with me, like way harder than he needed to for like sparring, you mm -hmm. know, but I was actually defending pretty well. And once I got past that, I just like pushed it and realized like, all right, I'm kind of a, a little bit tougher than maybe like, you know than it looks sometimes yeah. it's not as bad as mm -hmm. you think um it just like propelled me into that world you yeah. know what i mean and it was cool because like now i'm super into it i've been doing it like three times a week now nice um and i just feel a lot more at ease with myself and i wish more people would like experience that you know yeah like just push past that because i hated it at first man yeah. i really hated that feeling of like um like, you don't want to fight someone, you know, of course. I'm not going to go out there looking no. for a fight. I'm not going to go out there looking for any kind of, like, crazy uh, situation where I want to prove myself, mm -hmm. you know? Like, no, there's no I, glory. There's no there's money. money. There's no I trophy. No, yeah. You winning a fight doesn't mean you won anything. You didn't, you didn't win. You don't win. That, like, oh, you just, you stopped that guy 
uh, and and yeah, socially, people around you, oh man, yeah, you kicked that person's ass. Yeah, you didn't win anything. Yeah, you at look the end a little of the day, tougher. That's a not going to be on your resume. Not. That's not going to help you get a job. You're not going to get some extra money from the government. It's nothing. It's yeah. just a social. Unless thing. you're it's a nothing. fighter and you're getting paid for it. Yes, that's your job. Exactly. But even but... that, and what's funny, and I'm glad you brought that up. Martial artists and 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 fighters, they are the first ones that will are going to tell you, I don't ever want to fight. Like, no, uh, they, and then the people will say, it's like, oh, then why, why train at it? One is because of fitness. And two, just because it does feel good. Uh, and three to be prepared just in case it's mm -hmm. just in case, but fitness and it being a hobby is like the first two, obviously. Um, but the people who are so now it's not perfect. There are some, meatheads out there uh, uh that train that are wanting to pick a fight that they're instigators and stuff but i like to think the vast majority don't uh because they know what they're capable of they don't want to fight a stranger they they know how bad it can get and they still want to challenge so they want to be able to pick an opponent in a friendly match not some stranger uh and it can get it can get hella dangerous but the people who are hot-headed a lot of the times where you go to a bar and they want to fight you. Like, oh, let's go outside and fight. Chances are they don't know anything. That's why they're that way. Mm -hmm. But those who know or how to fight. Or even if they do, their anger, their emotions will get to them. Yeah. And they'll be Those really who vulnerable. know, majority of the time, those who know how to fight, those who know what they're capable of, they're the first ones that don't want to do it. No. For yeah. safety. They're looking out for you. They're like, no. Mm -hmm. They know. I'm, it I'm brings that level of like inner confidence, you know, that mm -hmm. calm confidence that that I wish more people would experience, you know. Yeah. Because again, it, it it's that argument that people think, oh, if you do that, then it will incite that violence within you. Get used to like having that violence, or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't for me. It, no. it makes me calmer, actually. Yeah. You know, knowing that I can do that kind of stuff, learning techniques. What it is is, I see it as like a moving meditation mm -hmm. because you have no choice but to be focused on that. Purely because if you mess up or you get a little lazy with your hands, you drop your hands, you're going to get tagged. Yeah. Uh, you have no choice but to stay focused, mm -hmm. you know? So in a sense, that is like a meditation. Yeah. You know, because whatever brings you to the present moment is a form of meditation. So that's why I love it so much. Yeah. When I was lifting, you know, just lifting weights or doing a treadmill or whatever, it was just like my mom would always wander. You know, yeah. it was like I had just... <sighs> way too much temptation <clears throat> just to think about other shit whoa i gotta do this for work or whatever yeah this i have no choice yeah when you're sparring and rolling uh uh you your mind can't afford to wander yeah uh you have to be fully fully there there's so many factors that go in but like you're right like with a bench press you know as long as you're like okay i can maintain this weight i just have to push up and safely come back you can kind of turn off your mind on that, but when you're sparring and rolling, you're you're going in, you're going in many different directions. It's never the same moves. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. You're not doing the same repetitive moves all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bench presses or dumbbells or whatever. You're doing the same repetitive motions. And there's nothing wrong with it. it no, it, no, it, I'm not going to knock everybody. it because it yeah. gets you stronger and it's it's good for you in that yeah. sense. I still lift every now and then. <clears throat> But to break it up with something like some like that makes you focused, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be MMA; it can be anything. You know? And what's great but, is like you're you're focusing on the actual sparring, on the actual role, and you don't you don't really realize it, but it is working out your body. It's almost like a secondary effect. You're you're trying to just not get tapped or not get tagged, 
but you don't realize that you're actually working out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I don't know about you, like, but when I'm sparring somebody, my my goal is I want to tag this person as much as I can, more than they can tag me. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. I'm not thinking about, like, oh, man, this is working me out. Like, oh, I'm going to get sore. I'm going to get stronger. No, I just see it as a game. Like, I'm yep. just trying to win. That's yep. it. I'm there a competitive this, dude. There was this one guy that was, like... uh in Muay Thai, it's like a, a technique where you grab the leg when they do a roundhouse, it lands on you. So you have to try to grab the leg and trip them, right? Mm-hmm. This so guy with was the shoulder push. Yeah, or the shoulder push. Yeah. You, yeah, you like trip and, and do there's a lot of techniques that you can do. It's really cool. It's like a sweep mm-hmm. um, technique. But this one particular drill, he wasn't supposed to be doing that. He wasn't supposed to be grabbing you and like sweeping you and doing all that, right? It was just like a back and forth, a simple back and forth. You tag, it was like a one, two, three high kick. Then the next person goes one, two, three, high kick, you know, just back and forth. So that way you get used to the movement and you're just constantly a nice back and forth between the the two people. And this guy was grabbing my legs like every single time, like I would throw something. He would just immediately grab it and almost try to trip me. And I was like getting like, all right. And it made me like switch like, all right. So this guy's going to immediately try to grab every single kick I try to throw. So I'm what I did. I did like a scissor kick a couple ah, times. I was thinking and about tricked it. the shit out of him. He got scared. He like legit. He told me after, and I did like a scissor kick, faked him out, tagged him on the other side, and then I did it the other side too. And then I did a question mark kick on him. Like, and this guy was taller than me too. But it was fun to realize I had to change my tactics for mm-hmm. that second. And in those moments, you have no choice but to stay focused because it was like a game of chess. Like, mm-hmm. all right, how do I get this guy? He shouldn't be doing that, but I'm not going to be a tattletale and be like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You got to be. You'll just punish him by example. Yeah. So just like, all right, let's just go. This I'll, I see. I saw that as another technique or another drill that mm-hmm. I got to like do for myself. Yeah. You know? And that Good was fun. You. So it's stuff like that that makes it really fun for me because yeah. it's always something new, you know? Yeah. Like whatever, whoever you're facing is always somebody new. Sometimes the same guys show up, but it's usually new people that come, and you have to like face new body types, you know. And like it's crazy, yeah. But it's fun. I always like to uh, uh, spar against people who are always bigger or and taller than me. Yeah. Uh, just because like, no disrespect to those who are like my height or a little bit short or shorter, but it it honestly felt like. I was training with weights on and now when I like spar against somebody my height it feels like the weights off yeah. and I'm like oh, okay I can like I've been so used to fighting some doing extra moves extra effort to fight somebody who's taller who's bigger than me now I can actually take it a little bit easier I know it sounds kind of cocky but I don't mean it to it's just reality it, it, if you don't believe me it's like sparring a, a, a somebody your height now sparring a little kid you're gonna feel the difference like you just will yeah you don't mean it to it's just it's there yeah no it's true and so for me like lately i've just been focusing more on my own technique rather than trying to land more punches or land more hits on that person you know because my favorites were always sweeps yeah, sweeps are cool. I mean, they get a little bit annoying. I know, but they're my trip so much, man. I like, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You can just fall on your ass all the time. But uh, it's it's cool, like me trying to focus. Like, all right, he's tagging me a lot, but I can shell up and then dish out my own thing. You know, one, it's teaching me how to take a hit. 
you know, it's teaching me to keep my hands up. Mm -hmm. So I'm super used to it. Even when I'm hitting the bag and there's nobody around me, I'm teaching myself always keep my hands up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because even if I drop my hands for a second, it still kind of comes up naturally, you know, just whenever. Um, So I've been using the uh, MMA gloves, right? Instead of the boxing gloves. I've been doing both. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, wait, you're you talking about the really thin ones, like UFC style? Yeah. No, oh. I've been doing uh, boxing gloves. Okay, good. No, I was because I was going to say that boxing gloves, they weigh more. So yeah. they're training to like keep your hands up. Yeah. So if uh, you ever do MMA gloves, it's like light. It's like, so it light. Like anything. Yeah. That's why uh, if I were to advise people, it's like, hey, if you're just doing punch drills, don't wear your UFC gloves. No. Wear your boxing gloves and keep your hands up. Because it you're going your to get tired and, yeah. and, and keep keep crou- crunched uh, and then dish out punches. Why? Tire yourself out. You're going to notice. You're going to drop your hands. Then when you switch to the UFC gloves, oh, it feels like feathers. Yeah, it really does. It feels I illegal. Off, I, <laughs> I take off my gloves sometimes like towards the end of uh, my own. So I do a class <clears> and then after I kind of hit the bag a little bit just to have some fun. And I took off my gloves just with the wraps mm-hmm. and just had some fun with that. And man, huge difference. I was like, especially just the it. wraps. Uh, like sometimes yeah. I punch in those. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those it's are crazy. But yeah, man, I, I've been loving it. I'm, I'm glad I got into it. You know, I, I really wish more people would understand the, the benefits the of it benefits. and not be so scared of it. You know? Oh my God, dude. I, uh, I was, it even teaches you hand-eye coordination, or just regular hand-eye coordination. Dude, but honestly, I'm going like, to argue this. I think it teaches you everything you need in life, honestly. It does. Like, I I think, it, it sounds silly. I was, uh, literally the last podcast, I was talking to, um, oh, I don't think I brought it up now that I think about it. Uh, I was saying to this girl uh, that there are two papers in high school that I felt proud of that I ever written. One was about media violence, whether uh, uh, like entertainment media stuff like causes real life violence. I was saying it doesn't. I wrote a paper about it. I felt really good about it. Got a good grade. The other one. Yeah. Now I'm remembering. I didn't bring it up. The other one was if this world would be such a peaceful place, if everybody took at least one year of martial arts, I don't care what you pick, just like one year, preferably uh, uh, Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu uh out of bias but uh but no like i i but i broke it down why i have an argument on that but which one taekwondo oh okay i, I want to hear it i i'm glad that i didn't get into martial arts with a one form uh thing like like <clears throat> it feels to me that taekwondo I mean, you're not gonna make me mad. just tell, yeah is tell me straight up. purely based on kicks in a world where in a fight they're only going to throw kicks or something, you know, or jujitsu is only on the ground, right? I'm glad that I kind of did a little bit of all of it at the beginning. I did like a couple months of jujitsu. Um, I didn't go into it too much, but I'm glad I did it, mm-hmm. you know, so I at least know what it feels like. Um, kickboxing for the workout, but I got into the actual like technique of it um, after that and I got pretty good. I had a lot of fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned all like how to use all parts of my body, you know, and how hard I can hit and how to keep my shell up and all that. If I ever get into a street fight, Muay Thai for being close range, learning how to sweep people and stuff like that. Just all that kind of stuff. I'm glad I got into all of that in like a clump Mm -hmm. rather than just a pure kicking 
a discipline yeah. for me. I did that as a kid and I hated it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that's what turned a lot of people off of that because mm-hmm. they think martial arts, they think karate, yeah. you know? And I just feel like it's, it's healthier to use all of your body and almost like simulating that. It's a good discipline. Don't get me wrong in yeah. the mental side of it, but in a real life situation, I don't feel like it's everything, you know? And yeah. I don't like, I don't feel like it's good to only do that. No, even I, if you start with it, I think it's better to do other stuff too. You know, make, just do the all-encompassing yeah form of it. See, but. I I agree, and I have three quick like responses to that. Uh, if somebody were to come up to me and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining martial arts. I don't know which one to do." Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna ask one of the three things. Are you wanting to do it for fitness? Are you doing it for like you want to be a fighter or do you like legit want to like learn as many as you can? If they tell me fitness straight up, I'm just going to tell them like, honestly, Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, just those two, one of those two or Muay Thai, whatever. No, kickboxing or kickboxing. Here's why. Here's why. Like, no, I'll say Taekwondo. Like, uh, no disrespect to kickboxing. I don't care. Kickboxing, Taekwondo. Here's why. You're using your legs. Yeah. Most people don't use their legs. It, like it, when you see the workout, like culture, people dread leg day. Taekwondo, kickboxing, it's all leg day. So, and also like to those listening and watching, hey, you like those lower abs? You want your, uh, 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 to have like a flat stomach? Uh, people don't realize this. Work out your legs. You're going to naturally work out your stomach. Yep. That's the thing. It's a core. Uh, ladies, you want a toned butt? kick squats though you're going to naturally do that in taekwondo and kickboxing you just will you can't escape it moving on from that so with fitness use your legs trust me use your legs you're you're going to have it for that uh jujitsu i say uh because like you're going to constantly be rolling it's It's a lot of core workout it's a lot of core you're using your whole body Mm -hmm. so with fitness wise that uh okay you want to be a fighter okay if you want to be a fighter we got to get you to learn uh, the specialties of everything. So we got to learn, you got to learn how to punch boxing. You're just going to strictly learn how to only hurt your opponent using your fists. Then kickboxing or Taekwondo. Now you got to learn how to hit your opponents using your legs. You're going to need to sometimes. And now jujitsu, you're going to get down to the ground one day. You need to know what to do. So as a fighter, I need you to focus on those three. Uh, now you just want to learn like as many as you can. You want to be like an overall, like just, you want to pick up hobbies and stuff. Uh, I, that one, that one's up in the air. Uh, that one, it depends on your personality. I do recommend something like uh Muay Thai where it's, it's all around. It's well-rounded. Um, Yeah. But I mean, it, it depends. There's not one. It's not one for everybody because no, there's somebody not. right now. There's an adult right now that's taking Taekwondo and they love it. They're loving it. Yeah. Why? Because of probably the fitness part of it. They're not trying to yeah. be like an actual big fighter. And they're, the discipline. It's the discipline. It, and there's, It's a school thing, too, when they yeah. feel like they're a part of something. Because I remember that when I was in the, uh, karate as a kid, I was like, it was cool. It was like a school and you had the belt system and all that, just like uh, jujitsu and all that. And it was cool being a part of something like that. But it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was like, like I'm learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like I want, I'm not trying to be like a fighter at all. Yeah. But in the sense, like I wanted to feel like I can defend myself if yeah. needed. And, you know, 
when I got into kickboxing, it felt like that was a little bit more useful mm -hmm. for me. And I had fun with it because um, I love kicks. That's just kind so, of been yeah. my forte. You know, I came from a cycling background, you know, <clears throat> so I've, I've been used to just always using my legs. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to rely too much on my uh, punching side of it. So when I got into kickboxing, it was it was funny. When I first started, it hurt like hell. Like hitting that bag, like hitting those low kicks on the heavy bag, like mm -hmm. it stings, you know. But I remember just going to the gym and just try to hit it as hard as I could. And then you felt and so insecure when you would hit a bag and it would barely move. Yeah. And then like oh, later yeah. it was such an investment when you're now you're able to hit a bag yeah. and it actually swings. It swings. It's like never back down. Mm -hmm. Remember that movie? Yeah. Where right. at first it like barely oh, moved and love then he just scene. like yeah. swings it across. Um, I feel like <clears throat> I can do that now and I can do it quick and I can do it with like almost I'm trying to do it lately with no telegraph mm -hmm. Like you can't tell it's coming you know yeah. um, I've been trying to perfect my uh, question mark kicks because I've noticed I've tagged a lot of people with it and I've surprised a lot of people with that because um, they don't see it coming and I'm trying to hide it better and yeah. set it up and all that it's fun it's like a fun technique of it mm -hmm. but kicking has been my thing you know um and then i of course kickboxing so you got to do boxing too you know um and then muay thai was the perfect set well that, that just yeah. like blended the two and, and with like, like sweeps it's, and it's elbows clinch elbows knees and stuff yeah, yeah. sweeps yeah yeah it, it was like the perfect set so for me i had a lot of fun with that you know and of course uh the one component that i do need to get into i've been avoiding is jujitsu you know <laughs> like I did it for a little bit and I kind of got off the horse of it because, uh, you know, I, I don't know what got, got me off, but um, I do need to get back into it. It's a good discipline Same. just in case because all fights, everyone says it, it ends up on the ground. It ends up on the it ground. It starts on the feet and ends up on the ground, yep. especially if you're in a bar fight or something. Oh, what? The they don't know how to fight and, and they just like, like tackle oh. you and, you know, or you trip over a table you're on the ground you gotta you're know what to ground. do so no there's this one guy he talks about this i i, I love it uh all he does is jujitsu and he's like oh i don't play anymore uh if if like he talked about it like he never done it but uh he was like if i were ever to get in a altercation with somebody i'm immediately starting on my back and saying come at me and they're gonna look at you silly like did you just get on your back and you're like signing them to come no one's gonna do that so yeah. it's like all right there we go no fight because unless you're willing to meet me at my forte my arena then there's no fight and i i just picture that in my head it's like really silly but it it's I real i can see it i've seen that happen before i remember people talking about kind of stuff like that happening there was a one uh bouncer who did that he like got on the ground and like you know pulled the guy down with him and stuff. Yeah. And it looked weird to a lot of people. Yeah. But he got him into like a rear naked choke and you know it was easy for him. But it looked weird, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking in my head is like, why not also get good at the stand up? No, yeah. You know what, yeah. what's wrong with the stand? Like, why are you afraid of as the stand -up? a bouncer though? I, I like it, it is for safety because even though you're a bouncer, you're not trying to hurt the guy though. And jujitsu, yeah. I will say jujitsu. Even though like I do love taekwondo, jujitsu. Uh, it is the safer of the uh, uh, fighting styles where you're more in control of your opponent and you of getting hurt. Yeah. It's good to neutralize who you're facing. Yeah. So as you're, a bouncer, you're putting yeah. them in a choke, you're putting them in a, in a position where they can't move. Mm -hmm. That's better for, yeah, like a bouncer, like, you know, yeah. you're not trying to hurt the person that yeah. much. Especially you can. When a, yeah. You uh, can. You can. Like yeah. you're close, you're clinched. You yeah. can. You choose not to. Right. 
and you have that power. And, and then there, this all with, goes back to that confidence, right? <clears throat> that yeah. calm confidence that you feel. Um, that I, I wish I wish more people would experience it because one, it would stop that weird anger burst that mm-hmm. young people have, young kids, young guys have, like in bars and bullshit like that. You mm-hmm. know, where they just get in fights for the dumbest things. Oh yeah. If they found a way to channel that, and they knew that they could fight, but they're choosing not to. There's that weird sense of like. It's like that's the ultimate badass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about that. It's like the ultimate kind of a warrior. You're you're badass warrior, but you'll never have to use it. You never you have to use I mean? it. That's and that's what I went uh, uh, going back to. Uh, those who know how to fight are the first ones generally that they don't want to fight because they know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. But what I was going back to, like how I wrote like this paper uh, about like oh the world be a peaceful place because I mentioned these two points like. There's four lessons, but it's two points, and there's two points added, but I'm just going to talk about these two points. Uh, One of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in life was getting punched in the face because it taught me two things simultaneously. It taught me two things right then and there, and and I I like to hear what you think of it. When I got punched in the face, I learned the first thing I learned was, ouch, this hurts. I don't want to get punched again. Life is going to punch life is going to hit you it will hurt you need to learn how to block and you need to learn how to dodge you just will no matter what in life you're just going to get hit it will hurt learn to block learn to dodge the second thing i learned i was able to say ouch that hurt that taught me i'm still alive i'm still in i'm not paper thin i'm not made of glass i can take a hit i don't try not to but I can take a hit. Life's going to hit you. It will tag you. It, 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 like you you tried your best to dodge. You tried your best to block. It will tag you. It's okay. You're not you're not dead yet. If you're able to say, ouch, that hurts. I'm not, I'm not going to let that happen again. You're still in the game. Readjust. That's it. So right there, it taught me uh, that, you know, life's, life hurts. Uh, punches hurts. And you know you're not you're not you're not weak you're you can take a hit yeah and you try your hardness your hardest not to get hit right yeah it's of like course. it doesn't feel good it doesn't but feel it's good. a nice feeling knowing that you can take a hit and keep going forward that's one thing i learned from me when i first got hit like really hard mm-hmm. these people sometimes it's always the new fucking it's always, it's the, always new the new people that don't know how to control themselves and they're just like scared they're fidgety and so when you're sparring they just kind of like start wailing mm-hmm. sometimes and it's just like i don't know like it's it's i don't want to be the guy to be like hey get out of here don't don't do that so they're just a big burst of energy and they just need work to be concentrated to the point where it becomes deadly once yeah. you're a concentrated force of energy you're focused and it hurts more. But right now, when you're new, it's you're just trying yeah, to release Yeah, but energy. also, I feel like a little bit it goes on the instructor. They, they should be telling them, you're new, what? don't yeah. throw hard. You yeah. know? And this, I remember a couple of times they've thrown hard and I got tagged pretty hard. Mm. And not be, not out of lack of like, or, or because he was so good and he just tagged me. It was just, it was a cheap shot, you know? Like, it was like a stupid, like, but it was good. It was, I needed that, you know? I had my guard up. And I was just kind of putting it down for a second because it was a drill. It was my turn to throw my combo. And he tagged me when he shouldn't have, right? Mm. Um, But I'm not going to be like, oh, that was wrong. Don't do that, you know? But I took it and continued on Mm -hmm. and realized like, whoa, holy shit, that kind of hurt. 
but I'm going to continue going on. I didn't even get phased by it. I'm just going to continue going forward. And it woke me <clears> up. <throat> All right, keep your hands up. That was a lesson right there. That was like that a, was a lesson. Yeah. 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 And it was cool to know that I can I can handle that, you know. Yeah. Um, not to say like everyone needs to get punched, but I think it's a good lesson. Don't I, don't avoid it, you know, and never step into a situation I'm not just saying, because like yeah, you're scared of it, or whatever. If it happens, you'll learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, you know? I'm not advocating for you to go out to the world and pick a stranger and be like, hey, no. punch me in the face. No, but just know that like it's okay if you get punched it's, it's gonna be okay a lot of people are stronger than they think exactly that's and they're my just point. not in situations that don't uh, allow them to learn that about themselves right so so yeah put yourself in a situation where you can safely in a concentrated environment learn that lesson yeah that's why that's what i recommend the second thing i was gonna say real quick and this one kind of goes with jujitsu but you you can learn it uh in something else is uh Greatest lesson I've ever learned was getting choked out uh, because, again, it taught me two quick things. Um, the first one that it taught me was there's always a way out in any submission and any chokehold, no matter what, there's a way out. It's not simple, though. It's not you do one thing and then you're out. No, there's like 10 steps, but you can't do step number 10 until you do step number nine. You can't do step number nine until you do step number eight and so on and so forth. So you got to do one, two, three and work your way up to 10. And that's a lot like in life, uh, uh, mainly in financial troubles, like, oh, you're, you're, uh, uh, you need money bad. Well, okay, well, we can get out of this. You're in debt. We can get out of this, but we got to do step number one through 10. Don't worry about step number 10 yet. Like, oh man, I really need like 10 grand right now. All right, well, let's work our way up to that. Like, we're not just going to wake up one day with 10 grand. Like, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So let's work our way up. So that's one thing it taught me. And the second thing it taught me was that there's no such thing as the perfect hold. It kind of goes back to the first one. There's no such thing as the perfect hold. Uh, So, and nothing lasts forever. So... Just remain calm under pressure and know that there is an ending and it's not perfect. Uh, you will get out of it. Like, and then there are moments in life, there are moments in life, uh, kind of going back with it, that you can tap out and, 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 and admit your loss, admit that you lost this one, tap out and reset with your opponent. Yeah. You lost that one round. You didn't lose the game. You're still in. You're still alive. Just reset. That's, Your pride's going to get hurt. Right. And that that's a huge thing that I probably uh, I'm considering getting back into jujitsu because uh, when I did it, I remember I was facing this one guy. I forgot what his name was, but um, I remember when I got in there, I was new. So I was thinking that muscle can get my, get me out of, you know, any situation, you know, because I was just like only lifting back then. I wasn't really getting into MMA that much. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, let me muscle my way out of certain whatever moves that they're pulling on me and this one guy he was just going light Wait, is it this same school when you went with us mm -hmm. oh, okay okay yeah it's the same one okay um and he was just going light he's a he's a pro like he's just really chill and i felt that he was like barely even trying right and he was letting me doing whatever i'm gonna be doing you know and he was planning his moves just in a calm way mm -hmm. right and i was like i know that i'm about to get fucked <laughs> like i knew it he's just like <clears throat> letting my squirminess uh like use that against myself you know what i mean like because mm -hmm. that's what happens with people that are just trying to muscle their way through shit 
um, and letting like anger or something like take over ego, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm bigger so I can easily do this, you know. And this guy just in two seconds just wrapped me up. And that was it. And it taught me a lot. Like, man, one, like, it's not about pure strength. You know, it's just, it's about technique. And it gave him Get that confidence. He knew that whole time when I was squirming. And, and it, he probably didn't look great. He probably didn't look like he was winning the role, right? But in his head, he had that confidence knowing that he was. Yeah. He was always going to win. Oh, I've, I've had you know? roles like it's that. that chest feeling like, all right, just in a couple moves, I'm about to yeah. screw you. But you think you're winning right now. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, real quick. Does that dude wear glasses? Mm, I think that this guy. I'm not sure. Like one of my Blaine, favorite Blaine people. Or something? Uh, Eddie would know that his name. I think his name was Blake. Uh Blake or Blake? Something with a B. B. Blaine exactly. or Blake. Blaine. It's either Blaine or Blake. Yeah. That One was of the my guy. favorite people to roll with, yeah, actually. Because, yeah. man, yes, he had that. He was always so calm. calm. Yep. You thought you had it. Mm -hmm. and he once, makes you think you're, you're winning. Yeah, yeah. And I freaking, <laughs> I love, hate that. Uh, uh, but I more so love it because, no, it's, it's great. Because uh, it humbles you. It really does. It humbles you. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, I was on top, like, and I, I thought I had it. I was like, yes. And then he was able to choke me out. Easy. And then, yeah. so like Same to the me. audience, anybody looking, they thought, they would have probably thought that I was winning. But then he was able to choke me out from the bottom. And I, I tapped out like silently. I just tapped out. We reset. And I just kept thinking in my head, I'm like, how'd you do that? It was like a magician. Yeah. I was like, yo, how'd you do that? Yeah. But uh, it's 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 from years of practice, technique. Um, Joe Rogan talks about it, saying uh, yeah. uh, that they're nerd assassins, uh, those who are good at jujitsu, because uh, some of them like are super skinny, and they can still tap out some of the muscular guys. Why? Because it's about leverage. It's about pure technique. You use that muscle and size against them. Against them, you know, and, it's crazy. And that's why, like, uh, out of all martial arts, uh, I recommend females looking into jujitsu. It's like, yeah, listen, ladies, screw all these Hollywood movies that are trying to say like, oh, women to like hit hard and all that stuff. Don't do jujitsu. You will choke a motherfucker out like yeah. nobody's business. It's a good. I need to get back into it. Yeah. I, I've been just avoiding it. You know. I do um, too. Yeah, no, I just don't have time. But when that when I do, God, Monday. I, I, hopefully, I get some good news Monday, and we'll talk more about that off camera. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. Um, it's funny, kind of segueing. Like, there's been a lot of changes since the last time I was here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's been crazy because I'm in a new job now. Oh yeah, can we can we talk about that? <laughs> all right, all right. So like, all right. I remember I'm, last I'm, time I'm, I was talking some really dark, like, <clears throat> and we had to be vague on, on yeah, some yeah, yeah. stuff. But now we can kind of be. But I I'm was... not. I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna let you say it because I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal. So I'm I let... I don't think it's anything because for me, I don't regret anything that i went through with mm -hmm. that place that i was at before I, oh so I we're still not even gonna say the place i mean nah, i'm not going to no i i don't i don't play i just need to know where we nah, stand I'm, I'm not there's no point in, okay. in doing all that so because i don't have any um animosity animosity yeah, yeah because i feel like it was something i needed to go through i, I learned a lot about myself you, you i did, even said did. it during when i was in it i was in it and i was like talking about how i had to like 
go through all these barriers in my head and like kind of like depression and, and it was crazy, <clears throat> man. Um, but I'm glad I went through it, man. It taught yeah. me a lot and it made me so grateful for what I have now, you know, it was crazy. I've moved into the city now. Um, <clears throat> I'm living with my girlfriend now, like, and it's just a whole different scenario. I'm working from home a lot, uh, which is great. I'm still do, doing. Do you really like that? Like, I feel like knowing you a little bit, I feel like you wouldn't like that as much. Like, you're I, a field person. I well, when we go on shoots, of course, I'm out and about, but it's not as frequent as it was before, mm -hmm. which I'm enjoying actually because it allows me to have time for. Well, first of all, the prep. I wanted to get better at learning how to do pre-pro and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, doing everything beforehand and um, honestly not feeling like you just got to go straight to that next one. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just you already finished it. Oh, that feels good. And then the next day you got to finish the next one. Finish yeah. the next one. And you never have a chance <clears throat> to celebrate. You never have a chance you. to, like, enjoy what you just did, you know? Um, so that's, that's what I like about this, that it's a little bit less frequent. I'm not traveling as much. I enjoy travel, but there's a line, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I would tell, I, I would, uh, real quick, I would talk about you to, uh, some of my coworkers and stuff be like, oh man, I, I want to be able to travel for work and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, on paper, it sounds good. Yeah. And I, I talk about you all the time. It's yeah. all like, dude, my old roommate. <laughs> hated it at first it was cool because he's a dude he got to put that on like online dating profiles and stuff and like oh yeah i travel a lot but he was like it gets old real quick real quick man it gave me a lot of stories to tell i'll say that yeah i could say i mean it sounds awesome oh i went to vietnam for this documentary oh i did i went to new zealand i went to paraguay i went to all these places you know i went to almost every single state in the country too yeah like, crazy i haven't been to like south dakota or north dakota or alaska or anything Why like that go there but <laughs> i've been to like weird places like montana yeah was a surprise for me i didn't i didn't know that i would love it that much it was nice. so cool uh so i got to see the country in a new way so that i'm super grateful for that part you know but man i'm so happy where i'm at right now yeah. just Dude, I'm happy for you, world, man. Because like, I was I was there with we were living together and and with you yeah. and that other job. It was a and, good training I went through. It I was. saw it as a school. I saw it as a good training platform for myself, like not just with my with cinematography and all that, but like also my mind, you know, mm -hmm. and learning about myself and all that. But I'm not going to lie, it did get me a little bit lazy after I was out. Yeah. Man, it, because you get so burnt out, you know, and and so like it was weird. After I got out of that, I decided to take a break for a month. I took off a month yeah. uh, before I got my new position that I'm at now. And during that month, I didn't want to touch a camera. <laughs> I was like so burnt out. And I was like, let me just find another way because I need a creative outlet. Yeah. I need something to do um, just to keep that part of me going. It's That's just, when you I were love it. Dipping into music, right? And I dove into music. Mm -hmm. It was a new uh, medium that I was like, I've always had that joke that saying it was like if i wasn't a cinematographer i would have been a musician and yeah. i tried yeah. i was in a band yeah. for two whatever years you know that was good and it was a good time but i knew that it wasn't going to be like a full-time thing like being in a band that life was probably just never going to be for me you know but i love the music part of it i love like creating and and that feeling when you collaborate with people and, and create that sound you know yeah so I wanted to like find that again. So I downloaded a uh, Logic Pro mm -hmm. on my laptop, on my uh, iMac, 
And then I bought like a $100 keyboard just randomly and just started making sounds and noises. And I was like, I want to do soundtracks that I loved when I was a kid watching movies like Last Samurai and Black Hawk Down and, you know, stuff like really cinematic. I just wanted to try it because it was fun. It mm-hmm. was like a hard, um, you know, it's a, it's a good skill to have. Yeah. But it's hard also to like nail it, right? Dude, screw so audio, fun. man. Ever since starting the podcast real quick, it's just, man, screw audio. Just <laughs> I, I, like, so I can never be a sound guy. I can never be a music it's guy. It's tough. Yeah, it's no, tough. Screw that. I'd rather be something... a cinematographer. Screw that. <laughs> It's there's something about when you do create that good sound, man, it like gives me shivers like whenever I feel like I'm creating this. Like and I feel that when I listen to certain music, you know. So I wanted to create that. And it was a good outlet for me during my break, mm-hmm. you know, for that month. Um I still do it even now, but man, I was so burnt out. But now going mm-hmm. back into and it was funny cuz like it got me a little lazy even when I started at my new <laughs> my new position, I was like not fully ready to work at some points i was like still a little bit like in my break mode because i was so burnt i was like man but i I needed to go through that you know um it was it was a good experience i'm glad that you know i'm i'm at where i'm at now because i I feel like i got reignited yeah a little bit so now i'm back into like the cinematography uh, you know inspiration and i'm still doing the music on the side it's gonna be for fun you know um but yeah, man. Can we can we say the place that you work at, or you want to yeah, keep that private? I, no, that's fine. I work at Mailchimp now. Yeah, and like, so what do you do there at Mailchimp? So I I work for like the brand studio team there, and um, I work and and basically do all kinds of. It could be internal marketing videos for them. Uh, it can be like a trailer for a new type of product that they're doing. Um, any kind of advertisement yeah. that they're doing stuff like that. Like so the last and also client stories too. Oh, okay. If they have clients that yeah. are there and they have stories of like how the company helped them, we shoot that kind of stuff too. Nice. So okay, because I know the last time we talked, uh, especially of work, you were working on some kind of uh, phone video game or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they got into video games, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's like a new thing. That it's called MC Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they created this fun little game uh, that came out. And we decided to make a trailer for it. It was yeah. like a, a mix of real life with the actual character of the, of the game. It was like a little dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> so we took the dumpling and put it in real life. And like, how would it feel if like the person, instead of a golf ball, it's the character of the video game? Mm-hmm. and it was fun it, the, it's like we're working on that kind of stuff yeah and it's like a fun blend of uh quirky fun but still like it requires that cinematography and, and kind of that movie magic yeah. and it's fun to work with those people um that have like a little bit of you're always with the team that's the biggest part you know you're not just out there by yourself one man banding it anymore. oh yeah because you did that a i lot did that a lot and one. it that's one thing about filmmaking that I think it burned me out so much uh, when I was at my other place. And even before that, like when I wasn't with the crew and I was just doing everything, you remember when I tried that short film mm-hmm. and I was doing directing, producing, uh, doing cinematography, everything, yeah. everything editing too. Um, I got burnt out. 
I canceled the whole thing. It got too overwhelming. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. And it still haunts me to this day. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, it, man, I didn't on, finish it. You know. I mean, I feel like yeah, crap. but like, yeah, you know, we 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 definitely bit off more than we could chew. But it was a learning experience. It was. A learning it was. Experience. I tried to get a crew together, but I knew I couldn't pay <clears> everyone. You know, it was supposed to. And be you just were trying a to one one man project. army it, and and that's the other thing that it does take a team. Uh. That's the other thing. I mean, you can learn this through just about anywhere, but like that's the thing I did learn in martial arts. Like it does take a team, uh, even though it's an individual sport, like at the end of the day, like when you're sparring against somebody, it's just you and your opponent. But you're you're not just yourself. You're also representing the school, what you've been taught and all your partners that you've drilled with, your instructors. So you, it's still a team sport. I, and and some people do have a hard time uh, uh, believing in that. But that being said, you know, uh, 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 I'm willing to bet now that you're more disciplined and you're more, uh, 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 you know, you're not as egotistical. It's not that you were egotistical even back then, but like, yeah, you were trying to muscle it all. But now you you won't even think twice. You'd be like, no, I can't do everything. I need you to do A. I need you to do B. Yep. I'm going to handle C. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so good to be able to delegate, you know? Yeah. Just have delegate. That's what and, and just like knowing that you have, <clears throat> I don't know, it just everyone, when they all align to a certain goal, mm-hmm. you know, and you're all like helping each other, you're like, when you nice, all have like, a set goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like that channel where everyone's talking about how to fix, you know, just giving notes on things and stuff. It's just fun to know that you're not by yourself. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not all in your shoulders. If this thing doesn't look perfect, it's because of you, mm-hmm. only you. And it's, you know, it's not that I want to divide the blame, <laughs> but it's also like, it's cool to know that when we, when we have a finished product, it's a team mm-hmm. and I'm a part of that, but it's not just one person, yeah. you know? Uh, Cause that, that's what makes it more fun during the process, you know? Yeah. Cause man, I get burnt when it's just me, you know? Yeah. So that's you, that's what I'm getting out of this place, yeah. Uh, which is great, and I'm I've been loving it. It's just that's a, awesome. A new energy, you know. Um, it feels just more, just in tune with like, and it's just like that feeling of like they give you some space, you know. So no, because I mean, not like obviously I'm not gonna mention your previous place that you worked at, but uh, no, I remember. Uh, it was only like a couple of couple of months where you realized or maybe even a year that you re, you, re, you realized that it was rinse and repeat that you were like, OK, I got this. Like, this is the same thing pretty much all the time. And you still being a creative person, it wasn't enough for you. And now you've been uh, at MailChimp for a couple of months now. And it seems like the different projects you're handling are constantly different. Like they're not rinse and repeat. Yeah. So already, and I'm still, you know, new to everything. Yeah, and, so and it's pretty cool. It's 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 uh, it's scratching that creative part for you. Yeah. So every project so far has been a challenge and something I really haven't done before, which yeah. is great. You know, it's making me think differently. I'm using uh the equipment too. We're using all new types of gear that I haven't really used before, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been awesome, dude. That's awesome. Just knowing that. Um, I don't know. It, it it's also cool because it get, I've been really getting into my passion projects lately. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been having more time for that. You I couldn't at that other place. <laughs> we talked it's about important this. Important for a freaking creative to have time to do 
what caused them to get into it in the first place, which is passion projects. You know, yeah. whatever you get into, if it's guitar, if it's uh, any kind of artsy thing, mm-hmm. you get into it for a passion of something. You like doing it because of something, right? If you lose that and you just only do it because it's the job and this is how you have to do it because that's the job and the company wants it that way, that's, you know, do it for the job because that's what you're getting paid to do. But don't lose the passion side of it. Still continue to do that. And I lost that with the other place. It was like, you know, just only that. <clears throat> I wonder and... if there's some musicians, now that I think about Because I'll be honest, when I look at a musician, I, I get a little bit jealous. I'm like, man, that, uh, I, I just love music so much. And I'm not a music guy. Uh, and But I, I wonder if there's like, is it possible? I, I'm sure there is, where they're playing music and the passion isn't there. It's just a paycheck. Maybe, I don't doubt it, but I, like, I just it. hate. It's kind of like about cinematographers it. too when they when they're out there and they're they're with huge big productions and stuff like that with massive cameras and they're not even touching the camera at this point. They're like a DP, so they're just looking at the director monitor and they're sitting next to the director and they're just like kind of choreographing what to do mm-hmm. on like movies or commercials, whatever. Uh, but the core of it was when <clears throat> you first started and you were hand holding a small camera and it was just you and the subject and it was like more intimate and like pure passion, not really huge budget, but that's what like got you into it, mm-hmm. that run and gun style. And and I hear people on podcasts talking about it all the time how they lose that and they miss that. They miss that like gorilla style, like not too much pressure, just telling a story in a cinematic way and not really having an agency or whatever breathing down your neck, you know? And it's always, I think it's healthy to kind of go back to some of that every now and then, you know? Yeah. So. No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, that you need to go back to what got you that passion in the first place, what got you into that field in the first place. Yeah. I think that's true. And I feel like I'm starting to get back into that. With some of the passion projects I have in my head right now, mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm, I can start to like scratch that. Again. Yeah. That'd be I fun. just, you know, like, you know me, you, you know me for a long time. You know that like. Uh, I wanted to be an actor for the longest time. I'm honestly so glad, uh, like how life just turns out, but uh, that I'm not no longer pursuing that as you know as hard. Like we we talked off air about it before. We're gonna keep it off air till better news comes out. But anyways, so uh, because now, like I'm try- I'm trying not to be as too vague. Uh, and, and not that way it's not just us but um basically like uh i like i like the path that i'm on now especially with the podcast it still gives me that my creative flow and but i'm i'm still pursuing you know dental hygiene and all that stuff and i can use this as an avenue to uh, uh still get my creative you know scratch out of the way but then one day you and i were going to work on something and then we're gonna get that creative part out and like it just basically just feels good knowing that i i don't have to subject myself to just one thing now i feel like i can actually do a bunch of things yeah no that's true and that same with me too like i'm a cinematographer that's how i see like that's my profession and uh that's what i want to do for my career as a professional. But I love knowing that I also have music 
for a fun creative outlet. I also have just uh, MMA, jiu-jitsu. I mean, not jiu-jitsu, uh, Muay Thai and, and kickboxing. And, but MMA, yeah. Uh, so. But that's also kind of creative in its own right. It you is. Know? So it is. It's, it's, I have a lot of different avenues that I could explore, which... Uh, I don't know. It's cool that I'm not just into one thing. It's good, you know, people talking about you got to be obsessed with that one thing. And uh, I'm sure you're going to be great at that one thing. And that's cool. But like it is healthy, I think, for your mind to deviate a little bit, like kind of get into some other, something else, because then you could take a break from it, allow your mind to rest for a second from that thing. And then when you go back to it, it's like fresher, you mm -hmm. know, I just want to so. Honestly, like, I forgot where I said this. I just want to be able to do everything, as much things as I can before I die. Like, yeah, but then don't don't get into the jack-of-all-trades mindset, too. You got to be careful because it's good. I, it's don't hard. get me wrong. I'll be honest with you. It's hard. I, I'm not going to flex. But if you want to be a professional at something, I, I just feel like it's better to, like, choose a lane, you know? I, see, like, there's an argument to make for both sides. I'm Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards the jack-of-all-trades. Like, I, I want to... One, I want to be able to do first. I want to be able to try a bunch of things for the first time and see if I like it. Like uh, this coming fall, uh, <laughs> I know Megan's probably going to watch this. this is, I already said it before, but I am going to go hunting. Uh, so like sometime this fall, mm -hmm. I will. And and maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. But we'll we'll see. But I want to try. It. I want to try it at least once. And then. Uh, and if I do like it, I do want to try to do it on the regular, try to be proficient at it. I, I, I don't care. For me, I'll, I'll say this. Just, this is just me personally. I'd rather be intermediate in a bunch of things than a professional in like one or two things. I want to be intermediate in a bunch of things. Okay. That's, that's me. Yeah. I'll be a, I'm still going to be a professional in one of two things, but I want to be an intermediate in a bunch of things. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it's to each their own, you know, yeah. whatever makes you enjoy that one life. is quantity over quality, but it's still quality. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I like that. I, I found that passion and, and I want to be good at it. Yeah. I just that drive to be good at that. that my, my problem is, is I do have an obsessive personality. And so when I get into it, you know, this, I get oh, into dude. it. Trust me. Yeah. I, <laughs> yep. My girlfriend will tell you. <laughs> so uh, during my break, I got really into the music. Yeah. I mean, just like full blown, like didn't even want to do anything else at some points. And we've had to have some talks. So like, having to find that balance. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was good. I needed it. because I do get obsessed. I, I do. Too. At my last place that I was working at, it was taking so much of my mental space that mm -hmm. I didn't have the capability or, or even just the mental bandwidth to like get into anything else. Um, but I learned this about myself now, now that I had that freedom for a second and mm -hmm. I dove into that, man, I get obsessed. I really did. I was obsessed with it. I was trying to figure it out and um, writing that next song and, and make it perfect. And um, <clears throat> then I got into, uh, so my latest uh, track that I'm, uh, I already finished it, but I'm, I'm doing a music video for it right now. Oh, nice. Like a visual uh, music video um, that I'm finding like a lot of like stock footage and stuff. I know that's like blasphemy in the cinematography. Right? But <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you just like on a I weekend go to I wish I had the time to go film it. And honestly. Wait, do you not really? Because it's not something you can film. To me, okay, and I'll just tell you the concept I have. It's about 
space and energy. Mm-hmm. When I was writing the song, it felt like more of like the the introduction to energy, right? And and just I called it catalyst. Mm-hmm. So it will be coming out soon. Um, but it's called like a catalyst. So you have like a, an energy source, and it's like a catalyst to create more of the like just the universe in general yeah it was just the feeling that i had when i was writing it and i was having fun with it and i was like oh how can i do like a simple concept of energy like how can i just do that and it's so vague Mm -hmm. it's hard to like do that i don't want to like go film a person running you know what i mean (laughs) so i was like i was just searching on the stock footage site um i mean that's fine because even if you fun with it even if you didn't how the hell are you gonna get the resource to be able to do that right and, and it's like i don't want to like get a crew together i don't, don't want to pay you know like it, it's just a fun passion project yeah. and honestly i'm doing it just to promote the song you mm-hmm. know and honestly it's a good creative outlet good no one can even watch no one will watch it probably and i'll still be satisfied knowing that i at least promote did that because i had fun yeah. doing it you know um but i got really obsessed with it man i did i was trying so many different versions of it and I was just like only <clears throat> wanting to do that. I was like not really wanting to do anything social that much. I was like yeah. st- staying hunkered down and had to have some good come to Jesus moments yeah. uh, it, to, to find a balance again. I feel much better now um, because I was starting to get scared of it for a yeah. while. I was like, man, I want this to be perfect, you know, and now I'm finding the fun in it again. But yeah. it's it's a good lesson. So I can take that for the next project, too, and not get so obsessed about it so let's let's <laughs> like actually let's talk about your music in specifics uh uh so you came out with uh two songs recently uh one of them starts with an r i'm trying to remember like I yeah renovatio i keep wanting to say yeah. revenant even though i know it's not but it reminds me of it yeah it's called renovatio um it's it's a latin term it just means like rejuvenation yeah you know? God, so. i'm telling you uh, yeah uh, revenant vibes like it's so good. yeah and it was funny because that picture that i posted with the song it was from montana and it was like the perfect you know just the fog was coming off of the mountain and you see like the the log i think it was like a, a some kind of a log in the water and i was like that reminds me of like the boat and the revenant when it was like floating down the river you know yeah. the same kind of fog and stuff and so that's what made me think of like something starting with an r yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like, you know it was and, cool and it was so funny because like i remember uh like I, I i know you're a great photographer as well and but i remember god that looks like a stock that's something like you would google man yeah that's something you would google and that's a photo fo- that's your photo you know? That is my photo. All God. the photos that I posted with my songs are my photos. Yeah, and which I I'm gonna oh, shit. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now, dude. You are the best photographer because you're a great cinematographer. All my friends, I, I and yeah, I'm knocking all my friends right now. That go like, oh, I'm a photographer, and then like you know, I look at their photos. I'm like, you need work. Oh, God. you need work because they're not <laughs> at your level, man. And I'm sorry. Like you ruined it for me. Like I, I see you, how you're doing it and stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, all you that are trying to promote yourself as photography, all you want to do is point and click. That's it. You don't actually try to capture something like legit beautiful. You're just taking a picture of a, of a ocean and be like, oh, look at that. I'm a photographer. Come on. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. That, that means a lot. I mean, so, you know, I was actually talking with my, my boss recently about this and how I got reignited into the cinematography world. And one of the things that I, I don't try to get the best picture or the best image or whatever. What I try to do is capture a feeling the mood of whatever I'm And at. that Montana photo. You know that I mean? one's honestly a good photo. It's it's hard to explain, but <clears throat> and a lot of cinematographers can probably know what I'm talking about, but when you're capturing a photo, when you're out there in Montana, whatever it is, you feel the 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 fog coming off the mountain and, and you feel the cold. It was kind of cold that day, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like in your head in my head, I'm like, how do I capture this in a way that makes you feel that when you see the photo, right? Um so that's what it was. And like that's what I do when I'm taking photos. I think of how do I capture the feeling rather than how do I get this perfect photo? Like, what am I looking at? Yeah, I'm just capturing a feeling. That's all it is. Damn. Most of what I do is capturing feelings that and emotions. I'm not way trying to get the done. perfect shot. Yeah. Perfectly lit. Perfectly exposed, right? Technically on paper. It's perfectly exposed. That's great. But did you capture the right feeling for that? Mm-hmm. You know, especially for like actors or something, you know? Let me like, ask you, uh, do, do, do you ever, because one of my favorite things, I used to do this on uh, going on YouTube. It was watching these like crazy uh, wildlife photographies. There's some of my favorite videos uh, where they have to like wear like super raincoats. They have to get bags. They have to get in a weird position just to get a shot. Do you ever do that? No, I, I haven't really gotten too nitty gritty. I mean, I, I figured that's all that. Like... That's just the type of shoots I've been doing. It hasn't been too crazy like that. Oh, no, I'm talking about like just in general. Like, have you ever done that? What? Like suit up? Like, yeah. Like, like uh, have you ever seen those like wildlife photographies? Like, yeah, where uh, they the, like put on the, the suits and they go like, in, like, like raincoats and stuff. And they have to get like, they have to like just almost like almost like a sniper sometimes yeah. like they have to like really prone just to get these like crazy shots and yeah. stuff like that have you ever had to do any of that uh kind of yeah <laughs> like a hunting thing i yeah. remember one time it wasn't like like he was out there film uh doing like a hunting scene uh one of our clients one time and he we were out there in the woods and I had to like go into the woods with him with like an ATV and all that. <laughs> and I had to like dress up with the boots and the full like suit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just so that way I don't get dirty. And yeah, it, I get out there, you know, the main thing is the whole time. And this is what gives me that confidence also when I'm out there, because you have to have that level of confidence when you're with a client and you don't really know what you're getting into when you're going out there, there's run and gun shoots. How do I capture this feeling? How do I capture this story, but in like, but keep the emotion in the sense, like these shots, right? Yeah. That's, that's what keeps me going in that. If I lose that, if I'm literally just like, I got to get this shot, this shot, this shot, and I'm good. Check, check, check. Then that kind of loses it for me, you know? Yeah. Um, So I've had that like guiding me for a long time. I watched this one uh, documentary. It was called uh the plane volcano or the plane uh, volcano pilot or something like that on Mm -hmm. vimeo really good um and this guy went out there with like a 5d mark ii or something it was like a really cheap uh dslr camera and he even said it in the description that he had never really like shot before he didn't know what he was doing but he reached out to this guy in iceland and he was like hey can i just like tag along with you and like tell your story and like it'd be just fun i have no idea what i'm doing but it'd be cool and he totally welcomed him 
Nice. And so he just went out there for two weeks, and this guy invited him into his home. He, w- he was able to film him with his family, having fun with his friends, going up in the plane, shooting like over these amazing landscapes uh, because he's like a volcano pilot. So he like flies over volcanoes and I guess they use that to like study the volcanoes to see like how it is. Activities I'm not sure what it is. Stuff like that probably. Oh, also, no, he takes people up to see the volcanoes. That's what it is. Um, and so he like sees people's reactions, you know, like tourists and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like the helicopter rides. Right. Yeah. And he just decided to tell the story and he, he didn't really know what he was doing in the description. He said like, he didn't really know how to film it. He had no idea what he was doing and the shots weren't perfect. Right. But they had feeling. Mm. You can feel the emotion in the shots. It was a little shaky, but you can see like. You felt the feeling with the music, with the tone and everything. It wasn't the perfect shot, but man, you felt it. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I'm that's what I'm going after, you know? Yeah. I'll take that any day over the perfect shot. Okay, you so know? uh so no lie, we have like around I I wanted to go for 2 hours where an hour and 27 I believe. Uh so we got a lot, around like 10 more minutes. So real quick yeah. uh uh so is that an advice you would give to like those doing photography is just stop trying to get the perfect shot first, try to capture a feeling? I, I might, I don't know. So, cause people get into but photography and cinematography for different reasons, you know, like you're working for, an but agency, I, I agree with like, that though. Like have... I'd rather get the feeling over, Oh, it looking great. No. Yeah. And that's what the core of it is for me. Right. That's where the passion comes from mm-hmm. because it gives me that feeling when I'm, and I want to capture that. Right. Yeah. But like, of course, if you're working for like an agency and, and people see it differently, they just want to get that perfect shot. Yeah. They, they just, they want the perfect lighting and all that. So you got to do those to like, you know, get the bills paid and stuff. But like, yeah, I mean, if your core is that, you know, more than, and, and some people like it for the technical side of it, you know, <clears throat> they want to study the lighting perfectly. They want to study the right exposure perfectly. They want to study like, and it's good to have as like a tool. Cause I know that stuff, like uh, I'm still learning. I'm always a student in this, this field, you know, but it's like, it, it's good to know that you also have that thing you're chasing after, which to me is feeling, you know, yeah. if you, if you don't feel anything with your shots, if they're just, you know, a point and shoot situation and yeah, you could say the lighting is perfect, but did you feel anything as you like, you know, th- with the camera movement yeah, or maybe it was a little out of focus for one second yeah. and it gave it that feeling of imperfection. Right. But it made that scene a little bit more interesting for a second. Yeah. I hate shaky cams, but whatever. But no, no, yeah, uh, uh, I'm just saying yeah. like, I give it an example, like camera yeah. movement or whatever, you know, that reminds me of our, our first episode where you were talking about, that uh even you being a great cinematographer that if you watch a movie and you can say man that was a great shot but you can't talk about what the movie was about then you didn't do a great job because you you focused so hard on getting that great shot that you took away from like the story it should be a balance yeah yeah i remember you saying that i'm not taking away anything from the technical side because they're masters you know yeah and they'll make anything look pretty but but it's still I, a team effort. It's a team effort. And you don't want to have that ego to be like, I'm doing this to get the perfect pretty shot. Like you got to do it also for the overarching, <clears throat> like I'm doing it for the feeling and, and you're honestly doing it to entertain. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. Yeah, no, dude. Honestly, that messed me up, and I still remember yeah. that. That was last year, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I still remember that. Yeah. I remember my episodes. Uh, and that messed me up because ever since then, every now and then, I would watch something, and then I'd be like, "Wow, that was a great shot." Then the night, the next night, I wake up and I'll be like, "Man, that was a great shot." Wait, what was it about again? Oh, at that time Steven said that like the the cinematographer worked too hard to get that one shot that they took away from the story. Yep. Uh, the one that comes into mind right now is uh the Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, where that uh hyperspeed scene where yeah like, the one where it looked cool yeah but it was totally like that but I don't remember happen. the whole movie like at all like yeah. it, it was it was trash I mean it was a trash movie to begin with but but you remember like, a cinema I remember movie. that <laughs> shot yeah because they focused so hard on that shot that they took away from the story yeah yeah yeah. No, I that's it's what it is for me, and I, I'm glad I still have that. You know, cause I'm not gonna lie. When I was, you know, burnt out, I was scared. That's like the biggest, the scariest feeling when you're a creative, and that's oh like your God, job, yeah. and you feel the flame going down. Yeah, because you're just so tired. You know, man, feels good to have it back again. Damn. I'm like, I feel like just more. I'm ready, man. Dude, that's awesome. So, so uh, uh, so what's uh, like you're you're working on the music video. So that's good. Uh, when ballpark it, when do you think? I'm not trying to rush you or anything. This is your project. When when do you think people are gonna be able to see it? What are you What are you personally aiming for? My goal is by next week. Oh, really? That soon? Shit, yeah. I, was I mean, thinking, I've been working on it for too long. I gotta I gotta get it out there. How How long have you been working on it? Uh, about three weeks or so, almost a month. Dang. You think you're almost there? To uh, I'm trying to be. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to give myself a good deadline so I can freaking push myself. You know. No, you were the one uh, that told me about that. It's like, yo, you need to set deadlines. I so can't you can, like... have something in the back of my head knowing I didn't finish something. <clears throat> you know, I'm a goal oriented person that like, I, I sometimes I feel like I have to earn things yeah. in order to enjoy it. Oh yeah, so like I, even on that a weekend, way you don't feel oh, guilty about this, it. You know, or I didn't earn this weekend because I didn't work hard enough or something you know sometimes i get that yeah so that's one of those things it's been lingering in the back of my head for too freaking long like i gotta get it done so i'm gonna try to get it out um and move on to the next one the next one will be like way more small yeah (laughs) i can't i can't do huge projects like that all the time man dude i just oh man i just can't wait till i get into it because don't get me wrong i'm so grateful for the podcast i'm so grateful for anybody that wants to be on it uh yeah, I want everybody and anybody on it. It's great. But at the same time, like, I do miss when we, you and I would work together and we would talk about, like, projects we could do. And, oh, man, I, I yeah. just, I can't, and you already know this. Again, we talked about it behind the scenes, like, that we're going to get into a position we'll we'll be able to work more. And, I, dude, I can't wait for that day. I think about it every day. I can't wait for it. No, man. I mean, I'm excited too. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, it's it's cool to see how far it's come already. Yeah. Just wait until like give it a couple more years. I know it just awesome. it sucks to say that, but like, but it it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but it will happen. That's something you just have to accept. Yeah. Well, mainly me. Uh, so Stephen, all right, we're we're uh, we might as well come to a wrap, but uh. uh Tell people where to follow you, where to uh, uh, see your stuff, your music, your your work. 
Yeah, so I mean, I mainly use my Instagram right now. It's just S Ceballos with two S's at the end. So S and then my last name with an extra S at the end. Um, and then I have my YouTube channel, Steven Ceballos. Pretty easy to find. You can, are you going to link this? Stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. But I still want you to say it. Yeah, yeah. Just my YouTube channel and stuff. Um, and that's and then I also have my Vimeo, uh, Steven Ceballos as well, on there yeah. that we can link. But those are the main three platforms that i use and that documentary real quick man i'm mad that we didn't talk about it a little bit because it just popped into my head uh uh uh, chang right uh kang kang Mm -hmm. uh uh wow i'm racist uh kang uh (laughs) (laughs) like oh man i'm mad that we didn't get to talk about that but that honestly that's a great wow like that's a great documentary Uh, and you know no i'm i'm actually not mad that i didn't mention it people go watch it it's on your uh, Vimeo. It's on my right? Vimeo, yeah. Yeah, go watch it. It's good. It's really well done. You're, you're going to be like, this was a huge production, but like you did it with how many people? It was you and one other person? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I filmed most of it with the two other cinematographers that came by for like a day or so. Um, I edited the whole thing myself. I uh, kind of, I mean, I had a producer that was kind of helping me, but I kind of came up with everything. I did all the interviews, everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that you, was a you muscled that, was that. A big. I, I remember that, like coming into the apartment, and you were working on that every now. Oh man, that was yeah. that was crazy. All right, so yo, uh, Stephen, it was great to have you, uh, man. Obviously, appreciate it, man. Yeah, obviously, we're gonna have you back on anytime, mm-hmm. all the time. All right, well, that's it. All right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace.